Hi, I'm Derek Thompson. The news cycle these days is absolute madness. Pandemic, inflation, war, crypto, it's too much. That's why my podcast, Plain English, breaks down the news twice a week to be simple, memorable, and when it's appropriate, fun. No blather, no fluff, just the world's most important stories with fresh context and takeaways you'll actually remember. Listen to Plain English free on Spotify. We back R2C2. Another week with some good news this week. Hey, hey, some great news, man. Oh my goodness. Like I last week I felt like um was it last week that we did passing? Yeah. Yeah, it was last week, right? And what I appreciated about it um was that I see I had so many people reach out to me about how much they enjoyed that conversation, how of all the lockout content that they've heard, they felt like that was the most informative and nuanced and, you know, um, easily digestible. And it was different perspectives, right? Like you as a, as a player, but now also, you know, being involved in the front office and kind of being able to have both perspectives, Jeff, uh, who, you know, is an incredible insider me just having grown up around, you know, sports labor negotiations and whatnot. I really enjoyed it. And the thing about it was after all of our venting of emotion, see, I left with some hope because Jeff made the great point at the end where he was just like, guys, the thing is they're not that far apart. And I think that's what made it so frustrating. Just like seeing the play by play of the labor negotiations through Twitter over the last you know, week is knowing they were so close and the idea of missing games when there wasn't something like massively philosophical separating the two was hard to digest. So, see, I am super grateful that cooler heads prevailed. The right thing was done. And we got baseball back, man. Yeah, man. I was just getting nervous about Jackie Robinson Day. This is the 75th anniversary of Jackie breaking the color barrier. And it's not just a big day for baseball. It's a big day for our country. You know what I'm saying? So, there's no way that we could not have been playing on that day. And, and you know, I feel like the, the the large majority of the players felt the same way. Obviously, we know the executive board did not feel that way. Um, but the, but it, but I'm glad that the large majority of the players got the vote. And, you know, we ended up back with baseball. You know what, man? It, it kind of reminded me, seeing the executive committee vote against the deal, but the players then vote, the you know, the rest of the 30 reps vote 26-4 in favor of the deal. Kind of reminded me of what you were saying last week about wanting to hear from different people. There you, and there you have it. We finally heard from them. <laughs> when we needed to most. <laughs> we finally heard from the right people, bro. Like, I'm just, I'm glad that they were able to, you know, let their voices be heard. Because I know I've been talking to, you know, young and old players. And and uh, that, was the, that was the sentiment, you know, that. They weren't being heard, and, you know, to have this vote um, was huge. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, and look, I, you know, if you look at just where the league started and where the players eventually got it to, I mean, the players clearly made massive gains in this huge. deal. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, so it's not as if they got walked all over, right? 
of course, as we talked about before, like you can't think about it as purely winning and losing because that's just not what a collective bargaining agreement is. It's about, you know, every side having to make some concessions. And in this case, see, I feel like the players have to feel pretty good with what they were able to, to claw back and, uh, and, you know, without having to make, um, you know, dramatic concessions. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a good deal. I feel like for the players, um, you know, the owners didn't get, you know, the, the Apple money and the Peacock money didn't get touched by the players. So they got their, you know, kind of what they wanted out of the deal. And, you know, um, we get baseball back, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the league minimums going up for the young players. You got the pre-art pool, which is going to make arbitration go up, you know, even more. Some of these guys that, you know, hit arbitration say, you know, Corbin Burns gets a little bump in his salary from last year's performance. So now he's getting three, three million. So when he goes to arbitration, he's going to make a five million. And mm-hmm. that brings everybody's numbers up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a good deal for everybody. I, um, I, I think that like, you know, look, the, the most important thing for our audience is baseball is back, right? The sport could not afford to miss games. As you can hear in the background, Evie knew that. She knew the sport could not <laughs> afford to miss games. We needed to it, it just see there's too many entertainment options. I mean, did you see the Obi-Wan trailer? My gosh. It's just like, uh, it, it, March Madness. Yeah, know, All man. these things were, yeah. were kind of – It was it, – I mean – yeah, I'm not even trying to be I'm not trying to be funny, but there wasn't really a time that I missed the game yet. You know what I'm saying? We hadn't got into the season, but I wasn't missing the game because there is a lot of different uh, entertainment options. And because of that, they could not risk this. And for me, the things that are most important, I think, for our audience moving forward. OK, yes, a deal was done. That's great. That's what we needed. Um as long as audience, you don't mind having Evie yelling in the background, do you? Oh, you don't? Good. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, I also should apologize for my, you know, crappy audio. Uh, my my recorder, it just it just conked out. So that's why you guys are hearing C in such a crystal clear tone and me a little less so. But C, I, I think that like for our audience moving forward now that there's a deal, right? They're, the two, is, two biggest things for them are knowing that... You know, there are going to be some rule changes, right? Like with, with what's going to be in this new CBA, which I guess Bobby and Sadie, I don't know if we, do we know exactly when we're going to get the pitch clock, the bigger bases? 23. The pitch clock, the bigger bases. And, and uh, the shift's going to be banned? And the shift's going to be banned in 23. So what we're going to, what we need to do is we need to get Theo back on uh, at some point soon to go through what, um, you know, what they saw from their minor league data with that C. Cause that, I mean, the conversation, if you guys didn't hear us going through potential rule changes, our episode with Theo Epstein last year, go back and listen to that. He was unbelievable detailing it all and what they were looking at in the minor leagues and independent ball to try and create more action in the game. Um, and so I'm just curious to hear, you know, why those are the things that emerge C as the, as the things that they wanted to do. I mean, do you have any initial reaction to those particular rules being implemented in 23? I love it, man. I love getting rid of the shift. I want to see more action. Um, I just wish they would have put in uh, uh, the automated strike zone, too. That mm. would have been great. You know, I've been I've been calling for that for my whole career. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I would have loved to see that go in. But no, I think it's I think it's good, you know, getting rid of the shift. 
I don't know if the bigger bases are gonna encourage more stolen bases. I'm I'm curious to see if that um, you know, it gets the running game going. Yeah. But banning the shift, um, and the pitch clock, man, the 14 seconds, 19 with a person on base, that is gonna change the game. Like the games are gonna be a lot shorter now. So um having that action, you know, the game speeding up with the pitch clock, um, you know, I think they're all good changes for the game. You know what? I totally agree. And I think necessary changes, right? Like, I mean, we, we know that this sport needs to evolve in a more entertaining way in order to continue to grow with the youth. You love it. I love it. Our audience mostly loves it. Right. But I think it's okay to love something and know it needs to improve. Right. Oh, Even yeah, as a, I mean, that, that's, that's life, right? That's relationships. Like we hey, love the I'm, other sports too. And the NFL and the NBA, they change all the time. Every year they have rule changes. You know what yep. I'm saying? Whether it's the shot clock or, you know, hands to the helmet or anything. Like, the game changes so much. And yet and still, we watch it every Sunday. You know what I'm yep. saying? And we're super invested in the NBA playoffs. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, baseball fans need to lighten up a little bit. And, you know, uh, and, and, and let some of these rule changes, you know, be for the better of the game and, and not be so critical. The pitch clock to me is a must because now it creates some level of, you know, drama, even if it's sort of a formality, it it creates some level of drama in between action, right? Like something to grab you, something to hook you the way the shot clock does. Imagine, I mean, and, and some of you don't have to imagine some of you listening and watching on our new YouTube page, obviously, you know, saw the NBA before the shot clock, but imagine just watching a team pass the ball around, not have to shoot. Okay, well, that's kind of what we deal with in baseball, right? How much more urgency is created with the shot clock? Same idea, as you're saying, with the pitch clock. See, where now all of a sudden I have something to, to grab onto in, in between pitches, whereas before it's just like a lallygagging, you know. And, yeah, eventually it'll become a formality, but it's still going to keep me up. It's definitely going to speed up the game. I also think the bigger bases, if it can create more running, see, and we'll see if it does, that's going to be exciting. You know, I mean, that – that's what we want. We, we talk about having the greatest athletes the sport has ever had, wanting to see their athleticism, getting more contact in the game. Like, you know, this is at least one way as far as the, uh, you know, stolen base goes to try and see that athleticism. I know your idea of the automated strike zone, you think, would help a lot with the contact aspect to see more of the athleticism. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the band in the shift is going to have a big uh, – have a big um... – change on the running game too because you can't you don't have a guy just standing right there at second base or right behind second base for the catcher to make a great throw you know there'll be a, a guy coming from his position at first, at second or short to come over so you may have a better chance of getting a bag without a guy just standing right there you know what i'm saying so i think you know somebody the the shift might may help the running game too you know the interesting thing with the shift is i have to go back and listen to theo but i think theo had made the point uh, and my uh, good friend, Bobby Preddy, who's a uh, just the most knowledgeable Yankee fan I know, he had pointed this out to me. He said, didn't Theo make the point that if you ban the shift, there is a chance, though, that you almost could end up with less athleticism? Because now all of a sudden the hulky left-handed hitter whose singles have been taken away for, you know, ha- however many years now, like they're back in play. 
And so maybe like you have someone in your lineup who's less athletic because all of a sudden they're more valuable again, that the shift is gone, you know, that big bulky left-handed hitter. So, but I, I, I was always in favor of some variation of the shift being banned. See, I didn't know exactly what it looked like, but because I also thought it was just an unfair disadvantage when it came to left-handed hitters, right? Like just because of, you know, cause you're not going to shift in the exact same ways with a, a righty because you're, you know, it's a much longer throw, obviously. So I, I kind of, I'm interested to see that one. I'm for all of it. More importantly, I'm, I'm philosophically for it. I'm for the sport looking at itself and saying, we can't just stay the same. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the thing I feel best about. See, is knowing that they can't just stay the same, you know, they have to change. Um, so I'm, 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 I feel good about those rule changes. But you know what the best part is, see, besides getting baseball back just in general? Best part, man, is you and I are going to get our free agency that we've wanted forever. Free agency's back. You know what? I, that's what I was going to say, that they didn't put in that, like, that little signing period. You know, we talked about that as them putting that in the CBA, where whether it's December 1st or January, whatever, January 31st, whatever. Um, we didn't get that. But we, what this offseason, this next fucking Five days is going to be crazy. Like, yes. they have till Sunday to get the spring training. And, I mean, starting at 6 p.m., bro, it's about to get nuts. And, <laughs> and, and fucking, it's about to get crazy. Like, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we're, we're recording this at 5 p.m. on Thursday, right after the news came down to the new CBA. As soon as the owners ratify it at 6, free agency is open. So all of you listening to this may know things that we obviously don't know as we're recording. Um but uh, we wanted to get this to you right away. But see, yeah, it's going to be a bonanza. And this is what we're talking about, right? Like have a concentrated period of action that puts the focus on your sport. And that is what they're going to have with this period of free agency. And who knows, maybe when it is as entertaining, we know it's going to be, maybe it does start to get the juices flowing for a more permanent schedule like that, you know, moving forward. You know, what's crazy is that, there's so many rule changes and so much um, going on in the sport now that that they've signed the deal that people go, are going to kind of forget about we had a lockout. You yeah. know what I'm saying? With all the free agency that's about to happen and all these guys about to sign all over the place, it's kind of it's kind of good in a way for baseball that we're getting all these guys are getting ready to sign pretty quick here in the next couple of days, and then we'll have spring training right away. You know what I'm saying? So um, it kind of helps out a little bit, I think. Three weeks from now, people won't even talk, be talking about the CBA disagreement and all of that shit. I, I just think with with everything that's about to happen in such a you know small short span, span of time, I think it's going to change the narrative on baseball. You know what? I, I think it's a wonderful point, C, because you're right. Like if there was any, first of all, I, I think a couple of things resurrect any ill will. Right? Number one, still having 162 games. You know, finding yes. a way to still have 162 games. Um, now, you know, I, I don't. I think we all would have liked if they could have gone through this and used the time they had in the off season so that there wasn't any alterations to the schedule. But the fact that they could still get 162, I think, gives them the chance to, you know, restore any negative feelings that fans had about the process. And then what you're talking about, see, the fact that you're going to have on the heels of this agreement this unprecedented period of excitement when it comes to personnel moves, which have always been a hallmark of baseball, right? Like when you, th- when you think about it, like, yes, now free agency has become a big thing in the NBA 
It's become a big thing in the NFL. But the Major League Baseball hot stove is what started the crazy interest around sports free agency. We just never capitalized on it like the NFL does and made it a a signing period like the NBA did. But it, it definitely started with baseball for sure. Yes. And so now you're going to get that. Um, and ooh, the camera, you know, this happens every once in a while, doesn't it say where my camera just tilts up and all of a sudden you're looking at my neck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now you're going to get that. I can't wait. See, it's going to be it, it, just like following the next few hours and the next couple of days, it's going to be fascinating, which leads us to this. See, what do you think, man? Where do you think, where do you think the Yankees go to start there? With uh, with free agency, given that there's a lot of holes still to fill, we don't even we don't know who the starting shortstop is. Nah, we don't we don't know who the starting first baseman is. Yeah, um, true. You know, so it's the, the Yankees got to get busy, and I think it's gonna sound crazy, but we do drive the news. So like the moves that we're making, whether it's signing Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, whoever they end up signing, it's going to be the big news. You know what I'm saying? And we're lucky that we still have Correa out there. We still have Kershaw. We still got Pujols. Like, him maybe getting a chance to go back to the Cardinals now because you've got the universal DH. Like, all these different things I really think are going to help, you know, baseball's image and change this narrative. But for me, I mean, where do we start? I mean, we have to start with a shortstop with the Yankees. Um, Get that locked down here in the next fucking 45 minutes, cuz. Like, we need to get that figured out. That's the first move you got to make. At 6-0-1, sign a fucking shortstop. And then maybe even, you know, trade for Matt Olsen or sign fucking Freddie Freeman. Like, I mean, let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, been, it's been a long time since we won now. So it's time to throw all our eggs in the basket and, and, and try to do like we did that, that offseason in of 08 and bring us some guys that's going to help us win the championship. Win a yeah. championship. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? See, because you also you need to take advantage of this period of time with Derek Cole, right? You need to like, take advantage of that. You, yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe Aaron, Judge, Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judge as and well. And Carlo. Like, yeah, and Hicks. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like all these guys. I mean, fuck. It's been it's been five years now. You know, so all these guys are primed and ready. I mean, you know, hopefully Severino can come back healthy. Pitch well. He looked great. I saw him throwing a bullpen and some lives the other day. Oh, yeah? yeah, he looked really good. So, um, man, I see DD working out with all them guys. Maybe it's a chance we sign DD back to play shortstop. You I would love that. I would I mean, love that. For a year to, or two to hold over till you get uh, Volpe or Peraza up. So, I mean, it's a bunch of different possibilities that, that the Yankees have. You think have that's possible? You think I it's mean, possible? Bro, why not? Okay, I lo- you know I love DD. He's my- he was like my plane mate. Everybody loved DD, cause yeah, the clubhouse changed when DD left. So yeah, to to have a chance to be able to get him back, you know, it- it's a it's a positive influence on Glaber. Him and Aaron Hicks are boys. You know, I mean it's it's I mean DD is a huge part of that team and that clubhouse and the in the culture. So I, I mean, I- yeah, that- I-, I think it's a possibility. I- it'd be great to have him back. Do you think that like we are gonna see guys agree to terms like at six oh one? Oh yeah, this guy's yeah. already got deals done right now, cuz. Okay. They're just, Thousand they're just percent. Okay. I think so. I think yeah. 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 Even though they're technically not allowed to. And, and I yeah. think in the last couple of days when yeah. you know shit started you know, ramping up. Yeah, yeah, I think I think, you know, 
It was some back channeling for sure. If it wasn't, these motherfuckers are stupid. <laughs> okay. So, the, so here are the top free agents left, okay? <laughs> Carlos Correa. Yep. Trevor Story. Freddie Freeman. Chris Bryant. Yep. Nick Castellanos, which I, 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 I can't even look at his name without thinking about the uh, Tom Brenneman. Like when he was apologizing, oh, yeah. Castellanos hits one deep to left. Castellanos, <laughs> man, he, he, uh, he, I mean, I, I, never mind. He's a, he's a beast, man. No, he's a beast. I was just going to say, I know Jeet wanted him bad. Like I know Jeet oh, wanted yeah? him. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? You could say it because he ain't there no he more. Ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> Which we didn't talk about that scene. What you? What do you make of that, man? Like, man, the the Marlins are the Marlins, guys. No matter, you know what I'm saying. No matter what you try to do to 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 make them better, you know, at the end of the day, it's just just always been bad ownership. You know what I'm saying? Like, G did everything he could. He lined everything up for him. And this is the year you signed Castellanos. They got a bunch of pitching. Mm-hmm. Jazz Chisholm is a star. Like, you know, you got you got um, Miguel Rojas playing short. Like, team's good, cuz. Like, yeah. really good. He built a really good team. The, the uh, minor league organization is great. Um, but it's just time to spend money. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know I, I just feel bad for him because I know how much time he put into that and, and mm. you know, how serious he took that job and, you know, I know he's pissed. So, uh, yeah, sucks. But Where the Marlins think- are the Marlins, guys. Yeah, you uh, as as Dennis Green once said, they are who we thought they were. They are. They are who we thought they were. With a bunch <laughs> of Yankee hires now down there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's Kim Ang or Marcus Timms or Gary Dimbo, like the shit was turning around. And yeah. for for that guy to get rid of him is just fucking trash. Terrible. Oh yeah, that stinks, man. Like. And I could see Derek, too, being, like, you know, patient in the beginning. There it is. My camera's slipping again. Good gosh. I could see Derek in the beginning being like, all right, you know, this is what it's going to take to rebuild. But then you can't, I mean, you can't tell Derek Jeter, one of the greatest winners in the history of sports, when you're on the brink of winning, oh, we're not going to do everything we can to try. Yes. I mean, especially when he's doing everything he can to try to make your organization and and franchise great. Yeah, you just can't do that. What What do you think he does next, say? Play golf. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think uh, at least for a while. You know what I'm saying? I think I think the next time he jumps into this, I think he's, he's going to be... What the fuck is going on with your camera, cut? It happened again, huh? Jesus Jeez, Christ. man. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever he jumps into next, though, he'll be super cautious and make sure that he's in charge of the plan. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he ever will go through what he just went through again. Yeah, me I knowing him, I haven't really talked to him about it to be honest, because I just haven't. I mean, I know it won't happen, but I would love to see him back with the Yankees in some capacity, man. I know it's not going to happen, but gosh, I would love that, man. It's it, it, it's just like it'd be so great. I wonder what team though is like attractive, you know, like for him to even gosh the camera again. See, I mean, uh, you know what? I, I think any team because I didn't think the Marlins were attractive to him. Yeah, that's you know a good point. Saying? If you're willing to go to the Marlins, you, yeah. you probably could make any team. And he was all in. So, I mean, I you know, I think I think just wherever the opportunity presents itself. He's got in three the right kids situation. Now? He's got yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, three or and, four, right? No, three. 
Three. Yeah. Yeah, he's got three. Yeah. Um, I as a as a girl dad, man, I it's funny because like I always thought like, oh, I definitely am gonna want a son at some point. It's like, yeah, if I have a son, I'll be super pumped. But I'll be super pumped if I only have girls too, because gosh, I love having a daughter. And gosh, I need to fix this camera. Bro, you fucking killing me right now. (laughs) It's like you're on a terrible roller coaster. (laughs) Uh, For those just listening, you can watch on our YouTube page as well. My camera, which shoots it in like, you know, nice high definition, it just keeps slipping. Um, See, okay, here are the other free agents, all right? Kershaw. Rodon of uh, the White Sox. Ooh, I want him for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want him? I, I mean, Yan- Yankees need another pitcher, right? Absolutely. Like, we, need we need another, another starter. Pitcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else we got? Uh, Conforto, Schwarber, um, couple. Uh, oh, Nelson Cruz is still. Oh, no, Nelson Cruz just left, right? Wasn't he going to do something else? I don't know. What Rizzo. You left to go do what? Oh, I don't know. Wasn't someone. Didn't I say see something about. That on Twitter, maybe I didn't. Maybe well, he's I didn't. not playing no more. I don't know. I don't want to hmm. say. It. I feel like I somewhere in the mess. I thought I saw that from someone, but I could totally be wrong. So I don't want to. I don't want to go there uh, if I'm wrong. Rosario, uh, Soler, Rizzo. Yeah, if you're the Yankees, right? You want to land? Would you rather have Correa or Story? See, I like Story because yeah, I do. I, mm. I mean. Correa performs in the in the playoffs, though. I know he Big does. Andrelton Simmons is also available, um, who I think would be like kind of another one, you know, stopgap fallback. Short if you think Volpe and Peraza are close, right? Yeah, and that would be. Now the other thing is, if you sign Correa, all of a sudden you could use Volpe or Peraza maybe to go get medals. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. and look. You got to do you tra- if you sign Story too. You can do that. If you, you got to do everything you can to win now, you got to do everything you can to win now. Um, what if what if they let Geo play short and then they went and used uh, Bryant? No. What if they got Peraza and, and Volpe and whoever else and traded for Chapman and Matt Olson? Oh, I'd be okay with that. Matt <laughs> <laughs> right Chapman's a stud, guys. Wait, you're gonna give me two gold glove winners? Oh in the my god! As well? Like, I can deal with that. But you know what? We can put you at short. See, <laughs> if, if we could, if we could get both those guys, let Gio play short, it. Chapman play third. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would do that, man. Right. I would definitely do that. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, it's going to be fun. See, I think, uh, you know, the bottom line is this, like overall, we're going to get this exciting period over the next couple of days. And C and I obviously will react to anything big that happens. Um, and at least cooler heads prevailed. See, you know, like I was worried that because, you know, each side has such an acrimonious relationship with the other, that even though they were close on, you know, all the things you need to make a deal come together, that they were still going to, just let their egos get in the way of a deal. But I applaud, applaud them for not. And, and even like at the last minute where it was the international draft and the players said they never got presented with the international draft. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all of that yeah. shit was making it seem like they weren't going to get the deal done. Like, right. And if they didn't sign today, we're not playing baseball to a fucking all-star break. I'm telling yeah. you. Right. The, right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like there, there was, there was nothing else to, to really chat about in, in, until you know, next month till cooler heads prevail. So the fact that they got this done, 
I was happy for the majority of the players that, you know, and and they were able to vote and and get back on the field. Yeah, because, um, you know, the, the bottom line is once you start missing more games, like this is a way for them to resurrect the 162, right? Once you start missing more games, the deal gets worse for the players. You know what I'm saying? Like you, the players aren't going to be able to – fair, unfair, whatever. You're not going to be able to get paid for 162 if you're playing 120. It's just not going to happen, you know. And just, so, and just for clarity, I, I, like I don't think any players for international draft. Gotcha. I don't, I like, like I don't think like American born, Latin born, whatever. I don't think we're it, like we. When none of us want an international draft, shit's not fair, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where that's what that's going to do or where that's going to stand, but I just don't see them being able to pull that off. And that's fine, but I, I'm glad they did the prudent thing and kicked it down the road rather than missing games, haggling over that, you know, yes. when it obviously that, that's nothing not, to haggle about. It's nothing to miss yeah, games over. Exactly. But I don't think we could ever agree to have an international draft. And, and you know, if that's the way it goes, that's fine. As long as you're not missing games over that, you know, that to me, that would have been the real travesty. Like you're going to miss games over, <laughs> over what, you know? Um, so see, I mean, all in all positive day, we wanted to react to the news you know, I, I, there was definitely going to be a chance for me and you to be going off about how it was ridiculous and this deal needs to get done. Gratefully, we don't have to. We get to just be cheery instead, see? Yes. Good mood. Like Good it's, mood. This is, this is great. This is great. And, uh, and it gets to take us into the biggest NBA game of the season tonight with Sixers-Nets, man. Yeah, it just sucks that. What's the name of playing? Ben isn't playing. I know. They need Ben back, and they need Kai at home games. His, Dude. His, what the fuck's going on with this home game shit? Like, when is this going to change? Can, can I have you call the mayor? See, like, it, it is, I can't tell you how much negative energy I have felt around this. Like, it is, I, can, can I do two minutes on it real quick? Can, do, do you have that Do you have that in you for yeah, me to go just ahead. Like, get it out? Can me get it out of my system? I need to get it out of my system, okay? I need to get it out of my system. The idea that there's anything remotely scientific about Kyrie Irving being able to sit unmasked courtside at a game, but not be on the floor playing is an absolute insult to public health, period, the end. And if you're someone who is super pro-vaccine, you should feel this way too. Because what happens is when you do asinine things like this, that can easily be called out as making no sense whatsoever, it completely undermines trust and faith in public health. So that the next time something does need to be done in order to help, you know, preserve health on a more broad scale, you're going to have a huge faction of people saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe you because you flaunted in my face a willingness to do things that made absolutely no sense. Here are the facts, okay? Two doses of these vaccines at this point have a negligible effect on infection and transmission thanks to Omicron. It's a different landscape than it was before Omicron and before Delta. People have adjusted to that. People who were very strict, like say Israel, have adjusted to that saying, look, because of Omicron, we got to change our rules. We have high vaccination rates. We have high infection rates. We have to move on from this, right? Omicron is also less virulent. It's up to people at this point if they want to protect themselves or not when it comes to the vaccines, which are incredibly effective when it comes to preventing severe illness but are no longer that effective when it comes to preventing transmission. The whole world is adjusting to this. 
Meanwhile, what New York City is doing is being half pregnant. We're removing some things, but not others because of optic issues and political issues. But instead, what you're going to do is undermine all faith in public health, whatever shred of it's left. And this is could be the most stark example, see, because if I was the next, what I would do if Kyrie Irving is not allowed to play on Sunday against the Knicks in the first home game since the key to NYC backs mandate was lifted, but he is allowed to be in the building now, what I would do is I would give him a courtside seat where he can sit unmasked and watch the game and point out the absurd lack of logic that exists right now within this. And hopefully then, as it embarrasses City Hall, they finally would make the change. Because if he's not playing on Sunday, it is nothing short of absolutely ridiculous at this point. And you are talking to someone who has done everything he can to convince people to get vaccinated, but who also understands that science is about evolution. And we've evolved to a different moment in time, one in which we need to move on from this segregated, vaccinated, unvaccinated split. You don't want to protect yourself. That's your choice. Period. The end. We also know one way masking works. So if you want to keep wearing a mask, go for it. it. By all means, go for it. It's cool too. But we need to evolve. See, that's what science is. It's about evolving. And it, I just, I just pray that much like logic finally prevailed in the CBA negotiations, it will with Mayor Adams, who right now is the reason that Kyrie Irving is not playing on Sunday if he's not. Yeah, he's the man. He's the only reason. He's the only reason. And, and then um, your camera just fucked and up. And then my camera. Well, at least your it stayed for the whole rant. Your camera had yeah. enough of your rant. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong, seeing? No, you're not. It's crazy. Yeah. You're not. It's, it's stupid. But it's stupid. It it uh and it's and it's really affecting the next season. Like I mean, it's, yeah. it's it sucks to watch them kind of struggle and go through this. It also sucks that like I mean I want to see Ben Simmons get on the court. Is that happening pretty soon? I I think that he's progressing. Um, the idea was that he could be back practicing towards the end of this week, I believe, doing some form of team activities. If that's the case, you're probably thinking another week or so of being able to ramp up before getting in a game. I, I am I am hopeful at some point in late March he'll be on the floor in games, you know, which is I'm not sure, I, I- not ideal. But I think if you can get like a 10 game runway that 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 would be good. You know? I'm sure he's gonna progress pretty fast after tonight too. You think like so? He's, he's gonna well, feel he's gonna feel a lot better after tonight. Uh, I, I hope so though, man. I know the back is very legitimate though. I know. Yeah, it, no, actually, I'm sure. Which, I'm sure. Which actually worries me more because I wish it wasn't legitimate. But so that tonight, I know he's getting on the floor tonight. Will you know? make him feel a lot better after they get after they leave Philly. I hope so, man. Man, I, you know, I do think still if you get. You get Kyrie for home games, which I do believe is going to happen at some point. It should happen yesterday, but it, but I do believe it's going to happen at some point soon. And then you get Ben. Like, I still believe there's some hope there, you know, but they need to build off winning against Charlotte the other day. I, yeah, and- no, it's, it's definitely hope there. People, I mean, I don't know. My, my One of my best friends, Michael Palmer, he works here uh, at yeah. my crib. He's a big Nets fan, but he has no faith. I'm like, cuz, when Ben Simmons is back, KD healthy, and Kyrie playing Kyrie basketball, they're still the one of the best fucking teams in the NBA. No matter yes. how many games they play together, no matter what their record is, if those three are on the floor, because if if I don't know, it's, maybe it's just my faith in KD too. That's what the people always tell me. Is like I'm always if KD's healthy, I feel yeah. like he's got a chance to win, and I always do. But especially you put him with two 
of the top fucking 15, 20 players in the league, of course he's going to have a chance. So I just want to see them get healthy and get whole, and then and then we can judge. Yeah, 100%. See, I, I, I totally agree. And look, they, they've been bad enough um, that I think you need to – there needs to be a healthy like respect for the other teams in the East because there's so many good teams, you know, like I, I can't assume like, Oh, the Nets are the favorite. No, I think the fair way to look at it is Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, uh, uh, Boston, even Chicago. And then you think Boston, you think Boston, I don't know if it's what I think, but I think you have to defer a little bit out of respect to the way they've performed. They hot right versus now. Versus the way the Nets haven't performed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you have to be respectful. Having said that, I also respect the talent that the Nets have. So exactly. if they're healthy, then it can happen. But I'm excited. This is going to be a crazy atmosphere. Philly's playing well since the trade, man. Yes, they are. They have been. This is going to be crazy. It's going to yeah. be fun tonight to watch. And see, we get to watch everything with a with just a lighter feeling in our gut, thanks to baseball being back. Amen. Hey, free agency starts in 30 minutes, baby. Buckle 30 up. minutes, guys. <laughs> 30 <laughs> minutes. You guys know the deal. Uh, our outstanding producers are Sadie Zillow and Bobby Wagner. They're just, I can't tell you how wonderful they are, but I'll try. They're wonderful. They're truly wonderful. Uh, you can follow us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, R2C2. Remember, we have a brand new YouTube page. Seems like people are catching on, which is cool. Uh, just uh, make sure you check us out. Subscribe to us. It's free. Um, and you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Make sure you are following us on Spotify and you are rating it, which you can now do on Spotify. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday, or maybe sooner if there's big baseball free agency news. See, Yankees go and get Correa and Matt Olson. We might have to pop back on. Oof. Hmm. And uh, I'll try and get my my audio machine fixed. When did you get Carlos Rondon too? Yeah, exactly. If they get all that, don't worry. We'll do an emergency free agency pop. Peace, everybody. Peace. <laughs>